Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com, the podcast program in which we study one chapter of Tanakh in each podcast. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, and I'm delighted to be studying Sefer Eov with you. We are now in Perek Mem, chapter 40 of Eov, and um, uh, this in chapters 38 and 39, Hashem presented his first Ma'anet to Eov, his first speech to Eov, when she described all the wonders of creation, both inanimate and animate, and uh, challenged Eov to describe what he knew about them and where they came from, etc. And Hashem now continues, Vayana Adonai to Eov Vayomar. Now Eov didn't have a response, so Hashem speaks to him and says, Harovim Shaddai Yisor. Naim Shaddai Yisor might be considered one phrase, the one who gives rebuke to God. So our are you going to be the one you're going to challenge? The one who rebukes God, is he going to answer? He's speaking to Yehovah in the third person. And as I mentioned earlier, Yehov does have a few words here in this dialogue with God. And Yehov says, I am light. I am low. Uh, well, how can I respond? Yadi samti the mofi. I put my hand on my mouth, a, a sign we've seen this earlier in Eov, of silence. Achati barti velo I've said the one thing, and I'm not going to respond. Ushtaim velo osif. Two, and I won't add, which means I've spoken a, a couple times, I'm not going to say anything more. And so, vayana adonai Yov means se'ara vayomar. And before it was mean hasse'ara, it's mean se'ara. God again speaks to Eov from the whirlwind, the whirlwind, of course, representing power and fear and domination. And he starts the same way he started in Perak Lamedchet. Ezor na chegever chalatzecha. Gird your loins. Get ready for me. Eshalcha v'hodieni. I'm going to ask you, see if you can answer. Ha'afta fer mishpati. You are claiming that my justice is corrupted? Tarshi'eni, the Montit stock, you're claiming that I am evil and wrong in order that you be justified? Which is what you have said. Do you have the power like God? Can you boom with his voice? If that's the case, then. So put on, adorn yourself with pride and with height. V'hod v'hadar tilbash. Put on glory and splendor. And let's see. Hafetz evrot apecha. Send out all of the anger from your nostrils. See every arrogant one and make him lowly. This is what you're asking me to do. So you do it. You see every arrogant one. Make him subservient. And smash the wicked ones underneath them. Now, hide them in the earth. In a modern idiom, this would be something like bury them, but they didn't bury that way in the ancient world, and therefore it means they should hide together in the dirt from you, out of fear of you. And their, their faces should be hidden and buried, so that even when they come out, they're, they're afraid of you, and they don't want to look at you. If you do that, I'll... I'll uh, concede to you. I'll praise you. Because your right hand, your strength has saved you. Which, of course, what we do with God. We praise God for his salvation. And now he starts to describe two different animals. Uh, their identity is a little unclear. It's like extremely unclear. Uh, there will be several proposals, and I'll mention them at the end of uh, the, each one. 
that are absolutely wondrous. There's a thing he's calling behemot. It's, it's a particular animal, um, but the animals that I've made with you, made with you means it's a creature like you're a creature. It eats grass, even though it's a big, mighty animal. It's a vegetarian, and it eats grass like an ox. So it's not an ox. His strength is in his loins. His power is in either the muscles of or the strength of his stomach. That even though his tail is as strong as a cedar wood, Nonetheless, he is able to turn it, yachpotz, to, to curl it in. Gidei pachadav yisoragu. The tendons of his testicles weave together. In other words, all these things in him that are very hard, he still has the strength to make them turn and curve in on each other. Atzamav afikei His bones are like copper pipes. Gramav kimtil barzel. Gramav, another word for bones. Um, again, like like iron. Who reshit darchel? He is the first way of the the first of the of God's ways, meaning the first creation. Haosoyageshharbo, the one who created him, can bring his sword. Meaning, the only one who can hurt this animal is the one who created him. Kivul harimishaisulo, the mountains give their vul like yivul, their their produce. They give it up to him. Again, the grass. And all the other animals play there. They're not afraid of him because he's not a predator and he's not a carnivore, which go together. This animal lies under the tseilim, which is a zizithus. It's a kind of tree that grows by the, by the ravine, by the riverbed. In the, where the reeds and the swamp is. This, that's why many people think that we're describing a hippopotamus here. Uh, that's Felix's opinion. Others, Yisukut Seilim Salalo. There's a play on words that the uh, that the uh, the Seilim, this tree, covers him with its shade. Yisubuhu Arvenachans. He's surrounded by willows. It's all to riverbed. Heinya Ashok Naharloyachpos. And so this animal, which is huge and so powerful, and yet frolics very comfortably in these places, and the other animals are around him, and nobody's bothered by him, <coughs> which itself is a powerful statement. He could abuse, as it were, the river, meaning drink up a lot from the river, right? And it wouldn't bother him. He's not afraid of anybody. And when when you see that the river is is a uh, shock, it means that the that you see the water actually go down. That's what he's drinking. He's comfortable and confident when he shoots the whole Yardane into his mouth. Now, of course, all of these, these descriptions are hyperbolic and exaggerated, but there are very powerful animals out there. Uh, Ibn Ezra thinks it might be a horse. Uh, sorry, a, uh, an elephant. Be'inav yikachenu. Right. Now, he's saying, can you grab him? Can you, um, sorry, the, the way that you, sorry, the way that you, that you take him is to put these hooks into his nose. Now, can you do that? And now, timshoch liviatan bechaka, 
Now we move to the Leviathan. The Leviathan, which may be some sort of... Uh, uh, this may indeed be the, 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 the hippopotamus... Um, uh, the other, the other one being something like the elephant. Timshoch Livyatan Bechaka. Can or Timshoch Livyatan Bechaka? Can you pull the Livyatan by its palate, by its mouth? That's how you catch fish. Uvechevel Tashkiel Shono. Can you catch on to his tongue with a rope? Hatasim Agmon Beapo. You're going to put a hook into his nose. A hook, it, it's called, like, Agmon is a reed that bends over. So, Agmon, the idea is it's a hook that's shaped that way, that bends over. And, um, and uh, would you put a, a hole in his cheek with a thorn? Is that how you would hope to catch him? Do you think the Leviathan is afraid of you? That he's going to plead in front of you? He's going to speak softly to you because he's afraid? Do you think he'll make an agreement with you, a covenant with you, that you take him as a slave? Now this could go two ways. Would you play with him like a bird? Meaning people get animals and birds that they have as entertainment. That's what you think you could do, or the opposite piece is, at least if this is something like a hippopotamus, we often see them sitting and lounging, and birds are playing in their mouth. Our birds are sitting on them, and they are ignored. You think you could play with him like a bird does? And you could tie him up for your daughters to as entertainment? Do, do, uh, do traders sit and negotiate over him how to cut him up? Yechetsu ben kanaanim do trader to salespeople divide him up. Hatmalev Sukot Orona. This is an interesting piece. Sukot here is like sikim needles. Do you think that you could fill his skin with needles? In other words, catch him and hunt him and, and trap him. But midrashically or in later drashot uh, that that became associated with sukkah with a samach. And that's where the idea of the Orosh Yatan being the ultimate sukkah and Yimot Mashiach comes from this pasuk. Or it's Tzal Dagim Rosho. Tzal is evidently some sort of a fish trap. That's you think you can catch him? Simalav Kapecha. Put your hand on him. If you put your hand on him, you will never again think of war. You'll be so scared you won't think of fighting anything anymore. You'll be terrified from him. Now, what's the what the last couple lines about the hooks is because his skin is so soft and smooth that the hooks can't go into it. So you can't trap him. And here we have these two mighty beasts, perhaps an elephant and perhaps a hippopotamus, um, one that's more of a land animal, one's more amphibian, that are amazing and great and powerful, way beyond the amazing things about cre- about creation that were described in the first mana, but there's, these are two that are absolutely frightful. And yet you notice that they are very comfortable around their own, and, wh- and the animals aren't afraid of them, but this animal's not afraid of you either. The only one who can strike fear into the heart of these animals is the one who created them, Yagesh Harbo. And that, of course, is where this whole mana is leading. And so the Ma'anet will continue in Perak Ma'alaf, and at the end of Perak Ma'alaf will be the end of the Ma'anet, and then we'll have the closing piece here of Yov, along with uh, the, 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 the narrative at the end. Okay, well, we'll pick it up in the next podcast. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.